0: In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's tough to remain a Christian in a community where nothing is based upon Christ, where you are constantly bombarded with pagan concepts, where there is open sexual immorality, where selfishness is common, where there's a lot of money and opportunity to have goods, and pleasures where many family, co-workers, neighbors, and friends do not have Christian beliefs. It's tough when the devil, the world, and one sinful flesh are all working against the faith. And it's not surprising that even the most basic of Christian beliefs can be doubted or forsaken in such a harsh environment. It's tough as eternal salvation can be lost if one falls for the falsehood of the pagan culture that surrounds the Christian. Pretty sobering stuff to begin a sermon, right? However, I'm not talking about Naperville in the year 2022. I'm talking about the Christians at Corinth in the first century. They were in an affluent city filled with all sorts of pagan ideas, a city with a pervasive sexual immorality, and most of the members of the church would have had pagan family, and co-workers. To live in Corinth at that time meant to be bombarded all the time with sinful temptations and dangers to the Christian faith. Because the religious atmosphere of Corinth was so poisonous regarding the Creator, the creation, life, and death, the Corinthian Christians were even doubting such a central Christian belief that Jesus rose from the dead. When you live in a community filled with spiritual poison, even the most basic of beliefs can be attacked. However, we are not to despair as we too live in a poisonous time and place. The Corinthians were given the word of God that brings and sustains faith. Paul, as an apostle of Jesus Christ, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gave them this word. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He appeared to save us, then to the Twelve. Notice that Paul does more than speak the word of Christ to the Corinthians, that indeed Jesus did rise from the dead. He points that Christ died according to the scriptures and that he rose according to the scriptures. And in saying that, Paul is not just pointing to a few direct prophecies in the Old Testament of Christ's death and resurrection, but to the fact that God's promise since the fall of Adam and Eve that brought death into the world was that God was promising the whole time that Christ would die and that Christ would live. The whole weight of the Old Testament is behind the promise of Christ's death for sins and his resurrection for eternal life. This epistle, 1 Corinthians, is the epistle that I firmly believe is the most applicable to our current situation in suburban America that is so pagan. The majority of members of that church had been pagans worshiping gods and goddesses, living in the immorality of ancient Corinth, having their heads and their hearts filled with the toxic atmosphere of the community. Paul himself has, has had established this church. He preached to them of Jesus Christ, crucified for sins and risen from the dead. Pagan Corinthians heard the gospel and they believed in Christ and were baptized. But Paul did much more than just give the Corinthians the short message that Jesus died for their sins and rose again. He spent 18 months carefully teaching them the Old Testament. He blessed them with the life-giving word of God so that they would have spiritual depth in the midst of their pagan immoral city. Paul knew that these Corinthians who were raised with a pagan worldview needed more than just a few verses about Jesus. They needed to see the world in an entirely new way. They needed to see the world as God desired them in love to see it. Through the word of God, then, they would know sin and how deep the sin was that surrounded them and that they themselves had committed, and they would believe in Jesus and know the full extent of his salvation and his promise for them of eternal life. When the air that surrounds you is totally toxic, you need pure oxygen. When firemen enter a smoky building, they wear oxygen tanks to breathe in good air. So the Corinthians needed the entirety of the word of God and not just a couple of snippets. Just speaking a few verses about outward sin, and that adding a few verses about how Jesus died for those outward sins would not be enough. They needed to fully appreciate how pagan their outside world was, and then to hear the entirety of God's words so they know what the full weight of what God had done for them in Christ Jesus, and that they were saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. My brothers and sisters, you live in a poisonous spiritual atmosphere my brothers and sisters this atmosphere is pervasive and it is danger listen to god's word breathe it in may his word indeed be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path in psalm one today you heard and this is and this is a place intentionally at the start of all the psalms Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the word of the Lord, and on his word he meditates day and night. Your Lord loves you so much that he wants you to be his and to be saved. His word clearly shows him as the creator of the heavens and the earth, and that you are indeed to obey him in every thought, word, and deed. His word clearly tells you that you're male or female, that he desires sexual purity in thought, word, and deed. His word clearly tells you to love your neighbor as yourself and to trust in the Lord for all your bodily needs. His word clearly tells you that God is holy, and his word thus shows you that you are not holy. You are a sinner, and so his word has to also say, you are set free by the Holy One, Jesus Christ. Through the word of Christ, the Holy Spirit works to create and sustain faith in your hearts. Through God's word, you know the entirety of salvation history. Your Lord, out of grace and love, created the heavens and the earth. Out of grace and love, He gave the promise of salvation to Adam and Eve, caught in their sin. Out of grace and love, God made a people and gave them the promise of the Christ. The whole of the Old Testament is an unfolding of God's work towards the coming of Christ. And the whole of the New Testament is a testimony of the work of Christ to save sinners by his death and resurrection and to bring about the reign of God. In John 5 Jesus says you search the scriptures because you think in that in them you have eternal life and it is they their bear witness about me by the power of the Holy Spirit working through the word you are a new creation in Christ and as his new creation his word shows you the new life in Christ there is no doubt that God wants you to know his word inside and out. In the Old Testament, you hear this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. In the New Testament you hear, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We also hear in the book of Acts that the Bereans were more noble because they examined the scriptures. And you have the words of Jesus himself, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I've spoken in this sermon of the poisonous spiritual atmosphere of suburban America. I could list so many ways that God's law is being broken in terms of breaking God's command to be sexually pure, God's command to not gossip or listen to gossip, God's command to care for your neighbor over yourself, God's command to not be greedy or selfish. However, today I want to remind you of the sin of ignoring God when you do not want to hear God's word, when you think that knowing a little bit about God is fine, when you listen more to others in the world how to live and how to think than the Lord, this is sin and this is danger when the fireman calls to those trapped in the burning building follow me people listen when the best cardiologist speaks the patient listens when the owner speaks his workers listen when a baby hears their mother's voice the baby listens when a dad calls a lonely college freshman listen when the lord speaks you listen, he speaks his word. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that by believing you may have life in his name. Your Lord created you in love. Your Lord gives you all that you need on this, in this earthly life in love. In love, your Lord redeemed you by his blood on the cross. Your Lord rose from the dead for you because of his love. Because he loves you, your Lord gives you his word. He gives you life in his word. Listen to Jesus, hear his word. The apostle Paul tells you also, as he told the Corinthians, I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And your Lord Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Amen.